St. Mark chapter 16, but our base scripture is going to be in the book of Habakkuk. But we want to deal uh, in the very beginning about St. Mark chapter number 16. You know, uh, God, I, I bless you. I thank you. I praise you. I honor you, Lord God. Have your way in this place. Have your way in this, in this word. And we just ask now, Lord, you just hide me behind the cross. Let me not be seen. And God, we come against every demonic force and every evil spirit. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's probably going to be one of the one of the second most controversial messages that I have been able to speak uh, into the body of Christ. Uh, I want to talk about vision today. There is a con- misconcept about vision and where it comes from. Somehow or another, we we have gotten to the point where we think that the Great Commission is the vision. But I discovered something during the past weeks, and I'm like, okay, God, you sure you want me to preach this? He said, yeah, it's in the book. So when we look at uh, St. Mark chapter number 16, this is where most people begin to talk about the vision. Understanding now, uh, when we talk about vision, the word vision in, in in the Hebrew, it means dreams of revelations. That is what that word means, vision, when it comes down to the Hebrew text, which is Old Testament. Now, in St. Mark chapter 16, looking at verse number 9. Verse number 9 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, uh, I, I had an interesting conversation with the Lord, and I, I often talk with God, and, and, and I wait to hear what he has to say. But he says this to me. He said, Brenda, all you need to get the, the gospel preached around the world is a microphone and a camera. He said, that's all you need. And I said, what, Lord? He said, that's all you need. And it's interesting, someone said to me, and we, we were, and I was in conversation with, with a pastor yesterday, and uh, he said to me, he said, well, you can do, you can, all you really need is a cell phone. But a cell phone still has a microphone and a camera in it. Amen. So it has both. But, but he says now, here it is, Christ has, has died, he's resurrected. And he's giving instructions to his disciples. He's telling them what they need to do. Go into all the world to preach the gospel. Now, it's, it's interesting if you would let your mind drift back, and, and I did. I, I remember there was a time when you know, they talked about, you know, the beginning of technology and how it's going to connect things all around the world. Well, during my time, I'm like, okay, God, I, I don't get that. The things that I didn't get back in uh, 2018, now in 2018, it, it has manifested itself. But I also want to talk about vision, vision. Now, whenever you have a vision, your vision becomes your motivator. And the reason why it becomes your motivator because you need that vision when it's coming, when coming through in, uh, difficult times in life and you become discouraged or it comes to a point where you're distracted or you got disappointments, you know, anything that comes against your vision. So your vision is your motivator. So no matter what you're going through, if you can remember what God has told you and what God has instructed you um, to do, 
then we want to make sure that nothing will distract us from what God has called for us to do, especially when he's revealed reveal what the vision is to you, what his purpose, the dreams, and the revelations he's granted unto you. Now, whenever God speaks now, we have to make sure we listen very explicitly to every detail. Now, for this house, House of Destiny, it is reaching the world, it's reaching the world through media. There is no way we, we as a body and no other body can go and do the commission that God has called for when Jesus gave it to his disciples uh, except by using the technology that's available today for us to, to reach the world. Uh, it was interesting. I had another conversation with another lady who, who had said something about um, that house of destiny, per se, does things that big, bigger churches or larger churches do. I said, well, all we know is God does it. I, I can't explain it, but all I know is that God is the one that does what he does. And so she was saying, when I began to share with, with her, when she asked me, what did we do? I began to tell her about the disaster relief and going from, from state to state, delivering uh, disaster relief products to uh, people that have been hit by hurricanes and tornadoes and things of that such, uh, flooding, and uh, feeding people, I mean, just ministering to people. And, and she said, and I told her we reached the world. I mean, and, they were, you know, and she said, well, you all do what much larger churches do, but you are a smaller church. I'm like, but we serve a big guy. Amen. We serve a big God, so it doesn't make any difference. It doesn't make any difference as far as the numbers. Just know that we serve a big God. But this is the controversial when we when we begin to talk about vision. Let's go to the book of Habakkuk. We've been here before, but the Lord said we need to go back to the book of Habakkuk. And he said, I want to show you some things in regards to vision. Habakkuk chapter number one. Now, the word Habakkuk there, it means a struggler or a wrestler. He's, he's, he's a prophet, but he was struggling with what was going on. He was struggling with what was happening, what was going on in the world around us, around him. Now, for us, we too, as, as the body of Christ, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we too should be struggling with the things that we see around the world, the things that are happening. You know what, what really got me this week, and I, it, it just it blew my mind. And I'm like, God, how is it? And it disturbed my spirit. I said, now, God, how is it that you can lie to the FBI and, and bring forth falsehoods and you only get 14 days? I, I don't get that. Now, I, I don't get that. That grieved my spirit. You know, you have somebody that has money. Uh, they were able to do whatever they do. And I guess they did a payoff. I don't know what they did. But what I do know is this. Normally the maximum sentence for lying to the FBI is five years. Tell me how do you get 14 days out of five years? And that troubled my spirit because there's so much injustices that's going on. And that's the same thing that was happening in the book of Beckham. Now, chapter number one, verse number two. It says this. It says, oh, Lord. Now, he's crying out. This is his complaint. Every disciple, every believer should have a complaint to God about what they see. And he says now, he says, oh, Lord, how long shall I cry and thou will not hear? 
even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. He had a problem. Then verse 3 says, Why doest thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grief? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raised up strife and contention. So see, he has this problem now. He says in verse 4, he says, Therefore the law is slack, and judgment doeth never go forth. For the wicked doeth compass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Now, when I begin to look at the word iniquity here, he talks about in verse uh, number 3, he said, God, why are you showing me iniquity? Why are you showing me unrighteousness, unjust? Why are you showing me these sorrows and the wickedness and, and the falsehoods from the White House to the poor house? I'm like, God, just the way you're showing it to Habakkuk about the things in his time, God will reveal those same things to us. And I'm like, God, I don't get it. I, I, I just don't get it. I said, God, how long will the, the, the righteous have to suffer with the wicked? I said, God, how, how long that, that, that unjust situations and circumstances has to continue? And it, and it looks as if uh, those that's wicked, they seem to be escaping. That's what it appears to be. That's what it looks like. And I'm like, God, I, I, I just don't get it, God. I mean, I said, Lord, there's many times they, they've said that children do not need to be, young children do not need to be in locked cars and their parents going somewhere shopping, gambling, or whatever they be doing. But then there's a little child, a month old, or it might be a six-month-old, they are, they're deceased. Because somebody forget. how do you forget that your child is in the car? I, I, that I, I don't get. I, I, I don't understand that. And I was, Lord, what is it that people's minds are so disarranged that they, they, don't, it, they don't understand what's really going on? I mean, I said, God, I don't understand all the minds of those people, all this drive-by shooting going on. I, I just don't get it. That somebody can drive down your street and you're sitting in your house and your, your 12-year-old child ends up dead. I don't get it, God. God, you rule the world. You, you, you have the whole universe. I mean, the universe you placed in us. I said, God, I don't get it. Innocent young children being killed. I said, God, I mean, and you're still allowing it to go on. I said, God, I, I just don't get it. Has anybody ever thought that way besides me? Has, has it ever crossed anybody else's mind besides me when you see all the injustices going on? And, and it seems like nothing is happening. It seems like the wicked is it just, just seem to be going on and on. Everything seems to be just lack of door. Everything is beautiful for them, you know, like nothing is happening. And the same way Rebecca was having trouble, he was wrestling with that. I've been wrestling with that too. I mean, I love the Lord with all of my heart, but I, in my internal being, my inner man is asking God, how long? How long will you allow these things to happen? I mean, just how long, God? And then God, he, he, he sends me to this, this, this particular scripture. Let's go now to the book of Ecclesiastes, um, chapter number 8. Ecclesiastes, chapter number 8. Ecclesiastes chapter number eight because I'm like God I, I don't understand because the more and more I, when I look at our government it, it is off the chain <laughs> I said God I don't understand 
And, and, and even when it comes down to the, to, the, to the churches, I still don't understand. So, but, I, but I began to ask God those questions, especially about the wicked. He says, now, Brendan, he says, now, you go to Ezekiel, no, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 8, and I want to show you something, Brenda, being that you've asked me these questions like a Becca, because I'm wrestling, I'm struggling. Now, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter number 8, verse number 11 says this. He says, because sinners against an evil work is not executed speedily. Hmm. Because a punishment, a reward for doing evil is not executed speedily, he says, therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. In other words, God says, because I don't release my wrath right then on them, within the heart of man, man will continue to do what he's doing. He'll continue to do, but he doesn't understand who our God is. And sometimes in our questioning God, why is this happening? He said, now, as long, it's just like you, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. As long as you let your child run loose and act crazy, they're going to continue to do that, right? Amen. But the moment you put that belt to them, amen, and, 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 and God's word does say this, you know, that it's okay to chastise a child. Now, I don't know where we got this other stuff from, man, like where you're not supposed to whip your children and, you know, and all this craziness. But the Bible tells us it's okay, you know. You, that, he said that, put that rod on them, is what he said. You just got to know how far to go. Don't go into child abuse. Amen. But God says, he said you can beat them. Then he says they won't die. That's what the book said. Now, listen, I had whippings when I came along. And, and, and I knew I had one when they got through. Amen. My mama would pick up a brush broom. She'd pick up, pick up the mop. She'd pick up the broom handle. Whatever she could get her hand on, the frying pan, whatever. I got it. Amen. I got it. And I think I turned out to be all right. Amen. I did not die. Amen. But And I, I thank God that she did what she did. Amen. But nowadays they don't want you to chastise do no. God said, beat them. They will not die. That's what the, I'm saying, what the written words say. Amen. So, so, so it's the same thing now. It, it, if you don't chastise your child or, uh, or whatever situation you may be in, what will happen is the fact that they'll continue to do what they're doing. Now, when you look at verse number 12, it says this in Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. It says, um, though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God which before him. So we have to understand now, even though it may be a long time before that punishment comes, remember that the righteous God said he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of the righteous. Now, verse uh, 13 says, but it shall not be well with the wicked. I don't care what the wicked do. And it appears that they are, they are getting away with things. God said, it will not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are a shadow, because he fears not before God. It's like this. Sometimes we just think, okay, God, when, when things going to turn around, when, when the wicked going to get their punishment, 
But what we got to remember is what God says in his words about what a day is. A day is like a thousand years. Let's go to Second Peter chapter number 3. 2 Peter chapter number 3. Now, we measure, we measure in time. God is not a time God. God is an eternal God. Only man deals in time. Only man deals in time. Because God knows that's all we can handle, time, 24 hours. And most time we can't even handle 24. That's why he allows us to sleep a little while. Amen. He allows us to sleep. Now, uh, now, Second Peter chapter number 3, it says this. He says, uh, verse number 8, Second uh, Peter chapter number 3. He says, but beloved, be not ignorant. And ignorant is not a bad word. That means not having knowledge. Okay, but beloved, be not ignorant or without knowledge of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. That's amazing. One day with God is like a thousand years. So for us, we're thinking we, you know, I don't really know in God's time how really old I am. If one day is like a thousand years, so really how old am I? How old is the universe? How old is the earth? And, and, and the time, we, we think, oh, God, I've been through this for a long, long time. Well, have we? According to our time, yes. But according to God's time, no. It might be a lot longer. One day is like a thousand, a thousand years. That, that's amazing. So don't worry when you see that the wicked seem to be getting, getting away with stuff. Don't worry about it. And, and this is the reason why. God says now in Second Peter chapter number 3, he says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. Anybody ever said, get them, Lord. Get them. Get them, God. They done done this to me. You, God, you, you need to deal with them. Well, maybe I'm the only one in the house that said it, but I, I'm being real. <laughs> I'm being real. Yeah, Lord, deal with them. Nobody said that but me. Deal with them. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for perfect people. Amen. Uh, that when the enemy can come up against you and, and you mistreat you, no, you know they done done you wrong. You're sitting there like you, you're doing, and I and I thank God if you're there. When God says, um, "Pray for your enemy, bless those that curse you." You know, that's what you have to do. And sometimes we will lose our cool. If they, if, if this, if, if the right individual push the button, push your button, and at the wrong time and you're not in a good mood, you'll go off and then you have to say, God, God, please forgive me. You got to repent. And that, and that's how it is. But God is not slack concerning his promise. And then he says, but he is God, talking about God, he is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the reason why God is long-suffering with the wicked and with, even with our evilness, even as, uh, as, as, as saints of God, is because he does not want anyone to perish. He wants all of us to come to a place of repentance. And that's the reason why we can, that cannot throw in the towel. Now, let's go back to the book of Habakkuk. Let's go back to Habakkuk chapter number two. Let's go back there. Because he, 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 he had a complaint. 
And, and he had a complaint because what he saw that Eve was, evil was going on and seemed like God wasn't doing nothing. I mean, it, and, to, and to him, that's how he felt, that God wasn't doing anything. I'm like, okay, God, you, you need to deal with this situation. But the fact remains, God says, listen, I, 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 got, I got this. You just don't worry about it. You don't, you, you don't worry about it. Now, watch how God responds to Habakkuk as he's complaining. He's, he's complaining, and there's a response. In Habakkuk chapter number 1, looking at verse number 5, he says, Behold, ye among the heathen and regard, and you wonder marvelously. He says, For I will work a work in your days which ye will not believe, though it be told you. See, Habakkuk was saying that the, the, the law is slack. Going back to getting a 14-day sentence for what normally carries a five-year uh, five uh, sentence. Now, if, if it's some other people or one of us, you know, you, you, you think you're going to... I have never seen nobody get 14 days. <laughs> but Habakkuk saying, listen, God, I mean, he says the law is slack. Something wrong with judge. Judgment is not going forth. But God said, wait a minute. He said, what's going to happen? I'm going to show you a work uh, in your day that you won't even believe. Let me say something. God is about to do some things within this earth, and it's going to really shake up the entire world and the entire nation. Because there comes a time when God says, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And God, and I prophesied, God, it's like this. Man does not call on God until he gets hit with either a hurricane, an earthquake, or something unusual happening, and they have no clue that, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. It's out of their control. And all of a sudden, you know, we got people praying and praying and praying. People have never prayed before because they want their stuff protected. But, but God said, I'm going to show you what God is about to move upon this land. And when he move upon this land, our ears are going to begin to tingle. It's, it's going to be a conversation that we will never forget. It's going to be a situation that we will never, ever forget in our lives. And it will go down. I hear your Holy Spirit. It will go down in the history books. Because God is about to do some things. Because God says, hey, I'm going to make your ears tingle. I mean, you won't believe what I'm about to do. God is going to do some things in the natural because it's already being done in the spirit realm. So he's going to bring it about in the, in the natural. And, and, and just like Rebecca, he says, he says I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Uh, and, and even though God explained it to him, you know, then he says this. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah, I know we've got a few scriptures, but we're going to come back to Rebecca because keep your place there. Isaiah chapter number 29. Isaiah chapter number 29. Isaiah chapter number 29. Because God is about to do some things. He's about to do some things in in this earth. He's about to do some things in this earth. And and it's going to shake up. It's going to shake up some people. You know, there's been many prophecies that have come through this place. And and, and God has uh, honored those prophecies because they was of him. And we're about to see some things now about to happen. So we, we need to be prepared and whatever, whatever God is, is going to bring forth in our timing. All right. Isaiah chapter number 29, looking at verse number four, 14. It says, Therefore, behold, I will proceed 
to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Then verse 15 says, Woe unto them that seek that seek deep to hide their counsel from the Lord, and their works are in the dark, and they say, Who seeth us, and who knoweth us? In other words, you know, uh, God is saying grief unto those that's going trying to hide or conceal what they're doing. He says here. He says now you can't. There's nothing that we can do that God doesn't see. I, I, what I what else I do not get is the fact that you know, and, and they don't do it as much now because enemies got much, 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 much bolder. That when we were coming along, it, if there if there were certain things that you did, you wouldn't do it in front of man. You know, you, you know, you wouldn't curse. You wouldn't smoke a cigarette. You know, you, you, there's some things you'll behave. You didn't do it back. You tried to hide it. You tried to hide it from the preacher. Or you tried to hide it from people. I'm like, but the all seeing eye see it all. So it doesn't make any difference what you do or how you do. God still sees. So He says now you can't hide. There's no way you can hide from God, because He says, "Woe unto them that seek deep, seek deep." Uh, to hide their counsel from the Lord. Be careful who gives you instructions. Because every instruction that's given to you is not instructions from God. So he says now, he said, that their works are in the dark. And they say, who see you? You know, I'm going I'm to take this. Oh, no, don't nobody see me. Can't nobody see me. Oh, I'm going to go here. Don't nobody see me. But the all-seeing eye sees you. <laughs> Amen. Sees everything that we do. Amen. Amen. You know, when I get swelled up in my own, own, own uh, uh, behavior, and you know how you sometimes you whisper under your breath, and you think, you know, the person next to you don't hear you, especially if you've got conflict, with, you know, with your husband or with your children or whatever. You, you think, you know, nobody knows. But God knows and sees. Amen. So you, we have to be very, very, very careful. And then he says this. He says, uh, going back to Habakkuk chapter number 2, going back to Habakkuk chapter number 2, then as, as he began to, to complain about, you know, what was going on, he had a complaint, he had a complaint, he had a complaint. And God told him, I'm going to do something. So you, you, just, you, just, you just wait on it. You just wait. I'm going to do something. Now in chapter 2 of the book of Habakkuk, now verse number 1 reads this. Watch what the, he's, he's wrestling and he's struggling to, to see what God's going to say. Now, verse 1 in chapter 2 says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. Now, I looked at that and he says, I will stand upon my watch. I will set me up on the tower and will watch to see what he will say. How do you watch to see what somebody says? In other words, there's a perception. And he says, I'm going to see what God's going to say to me because I don't run off at the mouth too much. Telling God, you know, he's not doing his job. And basically, in essence, that's what he was saying. That's what Habakkuk was saying. He said, God, you know, the law is like this. You, 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 God. Why can't you control this crazy world that we're living in and everything seems to be so chaotic? 
And then he said, well, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to see. I'm, but I've got to reposition myself in order to see what God is going to be saying. Now, verse number two says, watch this. And here we are we're talking about that vision and where the controversy is. You've got to understand the situation. The people are going through. The wicked looked like they were uh, 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 succeeding and it looked like the, the righteous was going under. That's what it looks like. That's what Rebecca was complaining about. When we see our world today, then these same situations and circumstances similar to what's going on in Rebecca, we all should be crying out as believers, God, how long? How long will the injustices continue the way they are? I mean, how long will the, the, the righteous have to suffer along with the wicked? Now, watch what Jesus deals with in verse number 2. God, verse 2 says, in, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the what? Habakkuk is complaining, won't an answer from God, and God is telling him, Write the vision. Well, he's not saying to him, Listen, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. That's not what the vision was. Jesus said, you write the vision. Now, when you look, going back in the very beginning, when you look up that word vision, the word vision there in, in, in the Hebrew, it means dreams of revelations. That's what it means. It does not mean go ye out there in the whole world. That that's, was not what was going on. Injustice was going on, and God is telling him, you write this vision, and you make it plain. Now, this is what he says. Make it plain. Make it plain. Write the vision. Make it plain. Upon the tables that he may run that, re- that readeth it. Now, let me say this, and for the sake of some of the scriptures, I'm going to be careful from how far we go. He says now, I want you to write the vision and make it plain. That, that he that, may, that runs with it uh, as he reads it, that he may run that readeth it. Now, the unsaved, this not, he's not saying you, you write the vision, you make it plain, what God has revealed to you. you don't, that's not everybody. But, and the reason why it's not everybody is because uh, the gospel is hid to those that are lost. They, they, they don't get it. They don't understand why, why they should be saved. See, Satan, Satan is still the god of this world, and he has, he has blinded the minds of those that are lost. So everybody that's going to read the vision, listen, thank you, Holy Spirit, only those that are connected to the vision that God has placed in your life will be able to run with what, what God has spoken to you. Go back to, I don't know how many people saw the sign, the sign when you first come in the door. The Lord spoke to me, he said, he said get that sign done. Reaching the world through media. Everybody's not got it. Everyone's not, don't, don't get it, don't comprehend it. Their mind is too small because all man can see is what they can see right in front of them. But we live in a humongous world and God is saying, you got to reach everybody so you got to be able to understand how you're going to reach them. God said, you'll reach the masses through media. God had, oh, my Holy Spirit, God had a plan. Even before technology ever showed up, he had a plan to be able to get the gospel all over the world. God had a plan. 
Let's, let's go to the book of Daniel. Let's, let's, let's go to the book of Daniel. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, yeah. Daniel. Let's go to Daniel chapter number, chapter number 12. Daniel, the book of Daniel. I'm getting too excited up here. Daniel chapter number 12. Let me find Daniel. The book of Daniel, Old Testament, chapter number 12. Book of Daniel, chapter number 12. Now, chapter 12, verse number 4. Amen. All right. This is what it says now. Daniel's saying. He said, but thou, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the what? The end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Knowledge shall be increased. They'll run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. I remember... And I don't remember the specific 